Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Good morning, everyone. Sklar Brothers here filling in for Jim Rome, who's on the vacay. So happy to get this opportunity. We'll be here today. We'll be here tomorrow. Be back at the end of the month. At the end of the month. I love this so much. Last week was so much fun. We had two great days. We're running it back. And uh, we're here at like a very exciting time in the world of sports. This is like right on the edge before it just jumps off a cliff. That's right. You got, we still have hockey. Thanks to the Tampa Bay mayor. We're going to credit her with that. We'll talk about that We'll talk about that. Kevin Weeks is going to be on the show. I love him on the NHL Network. Just fantastic analysis. We'll get his uh, his idea of how uh, is there even can, a shot? Just prolong this thing. Is there a shot for? It's like the miracle of Hanukkah. Yeah, that oil's got to last another night. I just, I just light the lamp, baby. Light the lamp. I just, I don't know if I see it, but we'll talk to him at the bottom of uh, hour Number one. one. Who else we have? Robert Lisidich. We'll talk about the the match yesterday. Did you watch that? I did watch the match. Match was insane. We'll get into that with Aaron him. Rodgers. Clutch, baby. Clutch. We'll just talk about all that with him. Talk about who we would have rather seen. Yeah. In the match. We'll yeah. Like what did they did they get the match right? We have a Keith Hernandez story today. That is the most Keith Hernandez story, story ever. ever. I don't think you could. If I if I pitched you this story that it happened to Keith Hernandez, you'd be like, no. Is that Lenny Dykstra? It's, well, it could be Lenny Dykstra looking for his teeth, chomping down. You never. <laughs> ah! So weird. Talking to motorcycles as they <laughs> as they drive. Hey! Yeah. It's, it's not. Hear that? Yeah. We did hear that. Yeah, we did man. hear. It. Yeah. yeah Happy man. Sunday. Happy. Oh God! Just eat the like teeth, the man. Uh, but so there's a lot to get to. All that Bron- LeBron James over the weekend. I don't know how much this was went over, gone over, but LeBron James pulled the most dad move ever at, an, at his son's AAU game. Is he in the wrong? We'll get into that too. I don't think so. I'm not so sure. But we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket can. So happy to be here. Wimbledon is happening. Wimbledon happening. Let me ask you this, Jay. Okay, so Federer's down a set. Uh, up a game in, in set two. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. But it, does anybody, Wimbledon needs Federer. So it's set, the draw is set up that you could see a Federer-Djokovic final. Yes. Which I think is the only final that anyone who is not super into tennis wants to see. Correct. Like, nobody's coming up where you're like, okay, pass the mantle to these guys. Yeah, you don't. Nobody is. Yeah, because you don't have some fiery guy who's coming in saying, get out of the way, old man. Like, that's not happening right now. We don't have that guy. We need that guy. Federer up a break in set two. So there's a shot. There's a shot. He just broke. Serve. So, but what I'm saying is, so this is to get into the semis. Federer, Djokovic to me seems like a guy, he's sitting on 19 Mm-hmm. Sitting on 19, yeah, the Grand quiet, Slam. So in the he comes up in the shadow of Federer and, and Nadal, the quietest like ascent mm-hmm. to. He if could, he wins this Wimbledon, which in my opinion right now he is the favorite to win. Of course, if he wins, he's got 20. He's got 20. He's got 20. Tw- he's got 20, and he ties Federer. He ties Nadal, and I don't see him slowing down. Like I can see him winning another four Grand Slams or so in the next couple of years. Yeah. Four possibly. or five. So he 
probably will end with like 25. Whereas I'm watching Federer, he loses the first set, and I'm like, he's on his way out. Nadal, you're like, how many more French Opens can he win? If they scheduled five more French Opens, maybe he can win one or two. Maybe, but I'm just saying that Djokovic, to me, a more balanced, you look at how many Grand Slams he's won in every every single possible incarnation, has a career Grand Slam, so does Federer, so does Nadal, but I think Djokovic is more spread out. It's just, to me, it's fascinating, but if you're Wimbledon, you need both of those guys. Yeah. I'll take one. If it's Djokovic and he has a chance to win his 20th, then I'm watching and I'm excited about it. If neither guy makes the finals, they are screwed. Like, then, I don't know what they're going to do. basically the NBA finals. Which is where we then come back to right now. Which down 18% in, in the ratings, the, in the ratings mm-hmm. from last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was in the bubble. Now, last year you had LeBron and the Lakers in the that's finals. Right. But, like, that's a big statement. We're all the way back. We're here. We have, you know, fans. crowds. Fans are full stadium. Full People arenas. are counting counting during Giannis's free, free throw throws. attempts. It's very exciting. It's very distracting. First of all, I'm glad that he's back, even though he's telling everyone he's not hurt. And announcers and those people are saying, uh, I don't uh, The entire him. press is like, no, we don't believe, we don't believe Literally, him. someone said, I don't believe what you're saying. Giannis handled that so well after the game. He's chill. He was so chill. He's like, what do you want me to say? It's not about my knee. I don't want this to be about my knee. And I looked at his stat line last night. 20.17 rebounds. And he did have a little he he did bully some guys in the lane and and made some moves, but he looked a little tentative. It looked like he was trying to figure out what he could do on the knee. Right. I mean, it's miraculous. He's like, I thought he was going to be out for a year after that injury. That's what he thought. Now, when he walked off the court, I thought, okay, there's hope that this guy could yeah, get so back. Yes, he was walking to the locker room under his own power. I said, okay, there's a outside chance and if there's any chance, they're going to try to get him but back. But he's not dominant. Giannis, he's not the Greek freak, right? He's just a Greek, like a Greek dude, like right a Greek now. salad. He's like a Greek salad, like a right? Good now. Greek salad. He's good, tasty. Get you what you need, but is it literally knock it out of the park? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. MVP material? No, he's not there. So I looked at this and I'm like, okay, twenty points, seventeen rebounds. That's amazing. And I watched him. He had that great. You know, flying in from behind, mm-hmm. pin the ball to the backboard, a la LeBron in Game Six. Yeah, he wow. had a great. He so he's so he is playing. He he's not just keeping everything on the ground. Is no, what no, I'm no. Saying. He's up. He's playing above the rim. Exactly. He's but, making some Giannis-like moves. But then I looked over at DeAndre Ayton, twenty-two points, nineteen rebounds. I'm like, and that's that's the Suns' third guy. That's their third guy. That's their third. So guy. Chris Paul with thirty-two points. Devin Booker, I believe, 27 points. And you just say to yourself, they've got three. Three is better than two. I'm looking at Milwaukee, and this is the thing for me for Phoenix. Phoenix can beat you offensively in so many ways. It's not just like this is the reason why Houston never made it to the NBA Finals with James Harden. He had one way to beat you. I saw him at the top, and he's either going to— It's two ways, really. He's going to step back and shoot a three, or or he's going to penetrate. Right. It's just two possible options. But— I was watching Phoenix last night. I'm like, okay, so Chris Paul can pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton. He can also snake to his spot at the elbow or down the lower blocks and shoot like a rainbow over Brooke Lopez. And he can hit, he's got the mid range game to either burn you on the mid range shot or dish, dish it off it. to Ayton. And Ayton is finishing around the rim beautifully right now, okay? He was like eight for 10 last night. Then, if that's not working or you don't want to use that, you just 
Throw the ball to Devin Booker and let him ISO himself. He had an unbelievable offensive set where he's against Portis, and Portis is playing great one-on-one defense on the guy. There is no way that Booker tries to get in the lane and tries to get to his spot twice. Couldn't do it. Comes back up by the three-point line, and then he goes over to the left elbow, and he hits, or like right at the free throw line, and he hits a mid-range shot. And so you're like, well, that's another way they can score. Then there was that great Cam Johnson he literally, so Cam Johnson comes, flashes to the free throw line, gets the ball from the from the wing, mm-hmm. and then does a high low game with Aiton down low, dumps it down low, and it's unstoppable. So because got you got to respect Cam Johnson. High shot. low pick and roll ISO with Devin Booker. There are too many if ways. If Trey Crowder's hitting his shots, if Cam and Johnson is hitting his shots, if Payton is hitting his shots, they're just a Trey lot. Crowder did not hit his shots yesterday. Let's he did not. He One did point. not. But if he is, if he is, that's right? Another, that's, another that's another way. Another weapon. Yeah. But so, so there's so things. many ways it, and then you look at Milwaukee, and it's like Chris Middleton doing everything he possibly can to. Chris throw. Middleton was like Cheryl Crow when she was singing the national anthem at the All Star. She's at playing the- a harmonica. She's playing guitar. She had to set up her own microphone. I saw her like selling concessions after the thing. I'm like, leave the woman alone. Someone give Chris Middleton some help. I'm like, listen, Cheryl, if it makes you happy, fine, do all of that stuff, but leave the woman alone. <laughs> Don't like. She, but Middleton had to do so much. You were just like, it was a, to me, it's the same way I'm looking at Federer and Djokovic. I'm like, Djokovic, I expect to win. Federer, you're like, he better throw everything. He better do everything he can and everything has to go perfect so, in order so, to just give him a chance right now. But I'm going to say this to Milwaukee fans who are listening right now. Don't give up hope. Right. All those things are going against you. That being said, you were down six or seven in the fourth quarter. You took a 20-point lead in their building. You were you were down 20. You cut it to seven. And you needed a couple role players to hit some shots, and, and they, they just, just couldn't do it. Tucker, where are you? What are you doing? P.J. Tucker, I was like, is he? did he get traded to Houston between the first and second quarter? I don't even see this guy out there. Like, he can't. Drew Holiday. You're oh, didn't supposed we to be, hear that Drew Holiday was going to be a lockdown defender? He's He'll, a dog. Everyone's like, he's the toughest one-on-one defender. What is he doing? If going I'm, under every screen. Right. So you can go under the screen if Chris, if Chris Paul is 30 feet out. He's not going to shoot that. He's not Trey Young. He's not shooting from the second he walks. Unless in. he's playing the Clippers, and then he's hitting those shots. Fine. But I'm just saying, he's he doesn't want to take that shot. And you'll give him that shot. You want to shoot it from 35 feet, Chris Paul, I, I trust. If you can make that shot all the time, you can have that shot. I'll you go, got to fight through the pick. I'll go under the screen. He's got to go fight over He's got to over pick. everything. He's got to go over every screen and play it like it's – okay, so even with the horrible defense they played, even with Giannis not being full Giannis, just being a, a salad and not the he's Greek salad. He's two-thirds Giannis, so he gives you 20 points instead of 30. That's yeah. that's where he's at right yeah. now. Whether he admits it or not, that's where he's at. And so you needed Drew Holiday to to score twenty points. He scored ten. If he scores twenty points, if PJ Tucker scores ten points, they lost one eighteen to one oh five. There's your thirteen points that you make up. And by the way, we're not asking for the world from Drew Holiday. So again, you're looking and you're like, okay, Phoenix had three guys, two guys up around thirty, and DeAndre Ayton gave you twenty two and nineteen rebounds. You got to have your your big three have to show, especially if you're Milwaukee. The guy you have to have everyone show up who's supposed to show up. Now, if you're Milwaukee and you're sort of looking at it, you're like, well, we weren't expecting to win two here. Let's win the next game. Let's win one. Let's yeah, win let's one. See what the Even if you are. lose both games, but it's close enough, I think there's enough 
gristle on the bone. There's enough meat on the bone for Milwaukee to say, okay, we've got something to build on for the next. We have, we have something here. Yeah, they definitely weren't blown out of the building. Do you believe Giannis when he says, I'm fine, my knee is no, fine? No, I don't. You don't? Absolutely So not. you're like the entire press who yeah. had that. Yeah, but I think what he could have said is, I'm good enough to play. Yeah. And that's all. Then, then what no- if he said? What if he said this? What if Giannis said? And again, he's not even speaking his own native language. But if he were to say to the press, "If I didn't feel like I could go, I wouldn't go," and I'm not going to put a worse product for myself. If I didn't feel like I could help the contribute, team, contribute. help the team win, yes. I wouldn't play. Right. That's so, it. And then you leave that up to your interpretation. Then they can write whatever they want. Right. Is he at 100 percent? No. Does he think he can contribute? Yeah. And he's right. That's 2017. 20.17 rebounds is contributing. That that's if you can get that out of him and you can get 20 out of Drew Holiday and you can get, you know, 29 out of Chris Middleton, 26, 27. You're not asking for much. By the way, Middleton showed me a lot yesterday. Yeah. Like he was knocking down shots. But when you look at Drew Holiday on the Olympic team and not Chris Paul. Yeah. What do that's you the one where you're like, wait, this is the last Olympics Chris Paul could be on. CP3. Yeah. yeah. I think Drew Holiday is great. I mean, I, I do think he is a great player, and I do think he is the reason why Milwaukee was great throughout the year. But he was nowhere to be found in this. That's the thing about opening Chris game. That's the thing about Chris Paul in this series. You got the guy with the most experience is the guy who has the ball the most. Right. So that's the guy on your team who knows who's been. Okay, maybe he hasn't been to the finals, but he's been playing in this league for so long. He's the guy who sees the court better than anyone. He's the guy who starts all the plays. He's they're not running their offense necessarily through him, but they are You don't think he's going to make a mistake. That's right. He might miss a shot, but he's going to get to his spot and shoot his shot. He's going to get to his spot, draw the defense make in the and right make decision. the right pass. He always makes the right decision. It's again, it's like Tom Brady. You look at him and you're like, he never makes the he rarely makes the wrong decision, except maybe to play in the match. Which I don't know if you saw the match. I did see the match. I saw the match. I'll say that. And we'll get into the match later with Lucidich. But, I mean, <laughs> the, seeing Bryson DeChambeau in shorts was jarring. Shocking. First of all, I was like, are you wearing golf shoes or are those just top siders? I can't tell what you're wearing. <laughs> that guy should always be in pants. Like, yeah. sh- at, fine. If you're at the gym, you can wear it. And I imagine he wears shorts that are so long, like Fab Five circus shorts that are like down. That you're like, are those clam diggers? What are those? Borderline clam Borderline. Diggers. Every short he owns is a cargo short and it's below the knee. So his sh- just him wearing shorts, he looked like a big child. <laughs> and not in a fun way. We were talking about this at, before the show. He's not like a child in a fun way. Right. He's like a child in a way where you're like, no, 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 don't go over. The, he's going to knock over the crystal. You know, he's going to knock over the, he's like walking here. He doesn't here the, know how strong he is. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know right. He's going to throw something and it's going to knock gonna, everything he's over. He's got like, Bryson DeChambeau looks like the child who's going to pet the dog too hard. Yeah, you're like, hey, he, he doesn't, doesn't like it. <laughs> he doesn't like it. <laughs> how many times do people have to turn to Bryson DeChambeau and say, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. When he ducks his head down, when you pet him like the that. The dog is wincing every time you pet him. Stop it. So you, you see him in shorts and you say to yourself, no, bro. Aaron Rodgers to me looked like he was either coming from or going to surf. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, and Rodgers was just so calm and so clutch. Clutch, dude. Dude, he was clutch. And he was the perfect compliment to Bryson because so, he hit all of his putts. So Phil Mickelson, all business, he's pants. Yeah. 
It was it was pants versus shorts. That's what that's what we were watching there. You were watching a classic pants, pants versus, versus shorts matchup. Matchup. And Brady hit great shots. And look, you want Brady Brady's under- drive on the par four where he drove the green on the par four. Maybe the best golf shot he's ever hit in his entire Maybe, life. I would argue the best golf shot ever hit by an amateur golfer on television. Right. In one of those things. Like Next you- to the Bill Murray, which took a whole day to shoot, shot in Lost in Translation mm-hmm. uh, with Mount Fuji in the background. Okay. Next to that shot. This is hands down. He had one take and he hit it, and that's Tom Brady, and that's how good he is. However, you want Aaron Rodgers on your team because Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. And I even think Aaron Rodgers, in the deep recesses of his mind, would agree with that. And he would say that. Okay. He's a man enough to admit that in that moment. Tom Brady has focused all of his intention on football. On football. Look, we're Michigan guys. I support that. He's the GOAT. There's just no question. There is no question. I love the guy. I love, I root for him. I'll drink his concussion juice if need to, if I hit my head too hard. Sure. But I'm saying Aaron Rodgers, he hosted Jeopardy. He stood on that stage and had to deliver in that moment. That's a very different skill set. Aaron Rodgers was funny in a Key and Peele sketch. Right? Correct. So Aaron Rodgers possesses the skills to be great in other things. Yes. Okay. Aaron Rodgers possesses the skill. He putted. Like a champion. I mean, literally, Bryson DeChambeau was like, this guy's hitting everything, and Rodgers did putt on camera, under pressure, clutch. He won that match for them. Five five birdies. He, or five putts. Yeah. Five, five putts won, for birdies. He won that match for them, and he was calm, and he was he was just so relaxed in that way that has got to piss off everybody who's playing against him. And that's when you also understand the championship athlete. They would hit a bad shot, mm-hmm. and then it would be gone. It'd right, be in the history, being in the recesses th- of their mind. I the, think the match screwed up in that it should have been Bryson DeChambeau and versus Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Obviously, the awkwardness of DeChambeau versus Kepka. There's some you got something on the line. And there. then I say it should have been. They should have waited a couple of weeks, and it should have been Pat Beverly and Chris Paul. There you go. There you go. It, Pat Beverly. Push in the back. Push in the back. This is the push in the back match. Pat Beverly. The push in the back players championship. Pat Beverly and Bryson DeChambeau against Brooks Kepka and Chris Paul. All right. Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and Randy Moss and the caterer from Minneapolis. He said I wouldn't even feed that to I my dog. I wouldn't feed that, that to my dog. dog. Feed this I food. watched that match. I watched that I watched heartbeat. that in a heartbeat. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. Great first segment. We got a lot of good chatter on the on the old Twitter. Uh, Daniel Procopa, mm-hmm. Jim Roman's Clark Brothers, nineteen Grand Slams. Please, Psh, I have twenty five Grand Slams before lunch. Signed, Charlie Weiss. That's Psh. Psh. please, yeah, that's true. Please. Please. please, 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 please. I love this one from uh, B Miller. Uh, this is Blazing KC. Uh, Bryson, do not fill that cup up to the very top with grape juice. He doesn't, Bryson. After the match, do you think people were like? So is someone's dad going to pick him up? Tom, Tom said this. Who's producer, driving him home? Tom was like, where are his parents? Like, that's something that was probably said a lot. Where is where is this kid's parents? 
Dude, if you are out with children and and you see someone like hitting a like wall with a stick and you're like, where is parents? Where is parents? He's going to do something worse. Andy Rooney, uh, Sklar Brothers, seeing Bryson in shorts was unsightly, signed British Open courses. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Seeing Bryson, there's another one. Seeing Bryson in shorts was unsightly, signed Tesla Model 3s. Andy Rooney. Carlin Prescott, Sklar Brothers, the NBA final started last night. Who knew? Signed the 2021 Stanley Cup finals. People are watching it. Some people are. But let's get into that because that's a good transition to what we're mm-hmm. talking about. Tampa. Tam- I'm not even going to say Tampa Bay. You know Tampa. who you are. You know who you are. You know what you're doing. You are ready to have a Super Bowl repeat. I feel you. I think you're ready for a World Series ring in the next year or two or three. You are not ready to have the hockey dynasty that you are on the cusp of laying claim to. And you've got it. And you have it. It's sitting there. You're going to win. Let's be honest. Doesn't it not feel fair to you, Randy? It doesn't feel fair that Tampa is on the cusp of having a hockey dynasty when there are people up in Winnipeg who still have weird shapes of snow on their grass. Or in their parking lot, like the ugly black black soot. Uh, like snow mountain that's in the corner by the dumpster. This doesn't that exists in that exists in Buffalo, Jay. This There's still snow f- things in June and July. This does not feel fair to the dude in Calgary who dresses like Don Cherry for Halloween every every year. And I don't even know. It, it for, just allows him to be racist for it's real, fine. though. Wait, do, is there Halloween in, in Canada? I don't know. Is Halloween? Do they have Halloween in? Canada? I don't know if they do. I don't know if they have. I know they don't have Thanksgiving, and I know those people don't give thanks for anything. Did Rush ever sing a song about ghosts? Maybe. I, I, I want to do a... Ar- the Arcade Fire. I want to do a... Better su- Suburbs song. Better song about suburban ennui. The Suburbs or Subdivisions? Subdivisions. Thank you. All right. Top five Halloween costumes from Canada. Okay, let's Top do five Canadian Halloween costumes. Number five. Gordon Lightfoot's mistress. So the woman who comes on stage at Gordon Lightfoot concerts right now and sprays his throat so that he can sing mm-hmm. sprays into his mouth like because he doesn't have the po- he has the power to sing and play guitar that's he- like the guy on the nfl sideline who squeezes the water bottle for the players into their mouths you right can't do that he doesn't have the bryson stop playing with the water bottles put them put down. down those are for the players can someone please pick up your kid who he's, is bryson he's in shorts and sperry top siders and he's running around behind the bench and he's knocking everything over with his gigantic lats gordon lightfoot's mistress number five number four best canadian halloween costumes rob ford yep it's big it's- two people can be that Big together. It's like the both sides. I'm going to be his legs. I'm going to be be his his butt. butt. Yeah. Number three, a bare naked lady. You pick 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 which which one. one. Pick one. Number two, Tim Horton. I don't know if that's a person. It is. He he played hockey, Jay. Okay. Tim Horton. You either either go as a cup of coffee or you go as the guy. As the guy. Mm -hmm. And the number one Canadian Halloween costume, the 55-yard line. You show up at a party as the 55-yard line. You win Canada's Halloween, Canadian Halloween, which I'm assuming is in May. So, but, but here's the deal, and this is why I think so many people are rooting for Canada. Say what you want about our polite neighbors to the north. I'm going to ask Kevin Weeks if there's a Halloween in, in Canada. We'll ask him. I'm telling you right now, the people of Canada, the average person of Canada, I'm, and I'm not saying there aren't legit hockey fans in Tampa. There, All, are, there are a ton. Everyone who's in the arena and about another 40 people in Tampa, okay? Love them. Love, and know everything about them. Right? 
and 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 I just feel like the average person in Canada knows more about hockey, like ten million times more about hockey mm-hmm. than I. And if you don't believe us, look at what Tampa's mayor said about this series before Game Four. She didn't just say it, Jay. She manifested it to come true. She said it's something that the mayor of Montreal would never say ever. And I don't even know if they you know have why? Mayor. I don't know if they have mayors in Montreal. The, they don't. The mayor in Montreal is too is too busy planning Canadian Halloween, which happens in July. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor said in a news conference Sunday that she hoped the lightning would give the Montreal Canadiens, quote, just the smallest break Monday to perhaps allow the hometown fans to witness a cup-clinching win. Give them the smallest break. Are you joking, lady? This is professional sports, guys. It's not connect four with your seven-year-old. No. You don't give them a round. No. You don't give them a game. No self-respecting Canadian mayor would ever wish for their team to lose a single game, let alone a period. Worth his or her weight in Labatt's blue. Go win the cup is what they would say. Bring Go it home. Win it on their ice. Shame them on their ice. And quiet then bring that, it back. Quiet that stadium down. Bring it home, boys. That's what they would say. If you can't do it Monday, Monday come home and we'll mop it up there. That's what you say. But she doesn't know that because Tampa is not prepared to have a hockey dynasty. That's what we're saying. She, By the way, any mayor in any Canadian city would understand you do not give someone a chance to get back into a series. You never say give them one game in a seven-game series. You just don't, even if you're up 3-1. And, yes, I believe that the Lightning are going to win this series, and they might close it out in game five. Mm-hmm. I believe- but if they don't. I would <laughs> if they don't. That's right. If they don't, then can we blame this woman? I think the Canadians winning would be like lightning striking the same person three times. It's happened. You have before that twice. much of a chance. Twice it could happen, but three times. But listen to me. If the impossible happens and somehow, like in overtime, some mm-hmm. weird bounce, mm-hmm. what do we what did, what did Darren Darren McCarty said, said three things. Next guy up. Puck luck and goaltending. That's right. Carey Price played fantastic. So if he plays out of his mind, stands on his head, makes stands every head, makes everything. They get a couple weird puck a couple bounces, of pu- a little bit of puck luck, and they and they somehow pick off game five, five and take it back to Montreal. Now you're back in front of like three thousand fans in Montreal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you now you have a shot. Mm-hmm. All because this woman put these words out into public. I, look, I, I want the Lightning to I, – I, I want them to do the best they can. I want them to have the, the – game, but there is so much wrong with what she said. Yep. There is so much – she said, here's what we would like. What we would like is for the Lightning to take a little bit easy to give the Canadians just the smallest break, allow them to win one at home, and then bring it back to our arena for the final and the winning of the Stanley Cup. The final? The whole thing is the finals, Jay. Who is we? That's what That's I want. That's a great question. What, what we like. Yeah. Because I know you're not speaking for the Lightning. Because their coach was like, no, 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 we want to win it. We want to win now. So who? Forget about what, like, no coach wants to ever have to say in a press conference, forget about what the mayor said. Mayor Castor, who is we? Is it the tons of people in Tampa who think their hockey team is the Florida Panthers? Mm-hmm. The people who are so loaded up on meth that they have less teeth than hockey players? Who is we? Who is we? You you and the Florida man who took his cat to rob a house? Are Is that we, the, the three of you? Win one. Allow them to win one at home, by the way. That not that the most bulletin board material ever? Allow, We're going to allow you to win one at home. We'll let you have this. We'll let right you here. have one at home. 
if I'm the coach of the Canadians, if I'm Ducharme, I'm going to be like, put that clip up every period. Play that, play that audio every period. Play it on a loop on, under the bench. Set up a little Bluetooth speaker. You, you got to skate around more lazily. Let mm-hmm. them win one. And by the way, I watched the game the other night, even though the Canadians won. It, and we'll get into this with weeks. I mean, it felt like at times like there were seven lightning players on there. It was like a seven on five. It was nuts. Because like a Canadian, they would get like a break up the side. And, and I'm like, like, oh, here, here we go. go. And, and then, then there's like three Tampa Bay lightning players around that player, like surrounding them. And I'm like, that is insanity. Like this guy was on his own on a mm-hmm. break. And now there's three. It felt like when Gretzky joined the league. Yeah. And he was just skating, skating circles around, around everybody at a different speed. If a Canadian mayor spoke like this about history, you, about hockey, about hockey, or history, or the history of hockey, hockey, or even just the game itself, they would people would be like, "Is she having a stroke?" That or it's insane how little this woman knows about hockey to say such nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, by the way, you can argue that we don't know what we're talking about when we say we're not sure if there are Lightning fans outside of the Tampa. You prove us wrong. Yes, I, I'm sure there are more than we're saying. Mm-hmm. But you can't argue with us for the fact that the average Canadian person knows 50 million times more about hockey than the average person walking around Tampa. Yep. I mean, the Lightning coach even was like, uh, no, no, we want to win as fast as possible. And the subtext was, unlike what our dumb mayor said, we want to win. And you know what? They didn't win. So now you're into game five. Again, they're not in trouble. It is three to they one. They are not in trouble. They are not in trouble. Montreal came back from three to one. And they came back to win. So it's not like they can't do that. But anything is possible. But down 3-0, that's pretty much. And against this Lightning team, that's lights out. Look, it, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, mayor stuff, mayor, stay out of sports. Mm-hmm. And stay out of your stupid mayor versus mayor bet that no one cares about. Yeah, nobody wants a case of beer sent to them. Oh, you're going to send your best micro brew when the other team... That would... no one in your office is going to drink. It's, it's just going to sit, sit in the... your office... And get warm. You didn't pay for it. It's like, just... if we're going to have a mayoral bet, there should be stakes to it. Like, you can have my firstborn child. That's right. Take that. Put some, literally put some, put skin some skin in, the, in game. the game. Put some skin in the game. I mean, what do you? What, what does Tampa even have to offer in the mayoral bet? A, a, ba- a baggie of meth? Mm-hmm. A vial of tiger blood from a home zoo? Maybe? Crab legs from Publix, Jameis Winston? Maybe. Get out of here with that nonsense. No more of that. You put your foot in your mouth. You put your foot in your mouth, Jane Castor, and now your team has to dig out of the tiny hole you created. I, we'll talk to Kevin Weeks on the other side of on this break. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk we'll to Kevin And we'll see if there's any motivation. And look, if Montreal can somehow find a way to win on the road. What is up? Sklar Brothers here. Filling for Jim Rome. It is time to ask the pros where you, the Sklones, get to ask me and Jay. Ask the two of us uh, questions brought to you by... O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Submit your questions and uh, listen to this. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Ask the pros. Thank you, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Federer down two sets to love right now. And he's 39 years old. It feels like he should be 60. That's right. We've known him forever. All right. 
Weeksy's on the line. I call him Weeksy because every hockey person, it take, you take their last name and you put a Y on the end of it, and that is their nickname. Kevin Weeks joins us right now. Uh, he is fantastic. You can catch him uh, on the NHL Network. I do regularly Love him on, on NHL, NHL tonight, immediately following tonight's Stanley Cup Final Game 5. Kevin Weeks, Sklar Brothers here. How are you, buddy? Great. How are you guys doing, man? Thanks for having me. How's everybody doing? We're, We're good. Great. I love watching you so much. You bring such a... I mean, I'm assuming this is what you brought to the to the ice when you played, just a calmness. I love your analysis. Very calm. Great analysis all the time, but I love the energy you bring to the set. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I I come by it naturally. Both my parents are communicators. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. people. Yeah. Especially with us being Caribbean, my parents being from Barbados. So very, very upbeat. So I come by it naturally. I owe it all to them. I love it. And uh, we're, it, we actually have a series, a little bit of one, right? I thought, I thought Tampa Bay was going to sweep them in three. That's how dominant they were uh, in those first. Every time I turned the game on, it was like 4-1 Tampa Bay. You and it felt I, like they were on a seven on five break. Always. Like, so, so talk to me. Is this just a mirage here? Are they going to close it out tonight? What are your sort of give me the read on the series now as it sits 3 1? As it stands now, I think no question Tampa's been the better team. They've controlled the play. Uh, they, they've been very methodical. Tampa has been in terms of getting to their game, establishing their game, using their skills, using their depth. Quite right. frankly, Tampa's third line has been the best line in the series, the yep. most impactful line of uh, that Yanni Gord, Barkley Goudreau, and, and Blake Coleman. Mm-hmm. They've absolutely grabbed this series by the throat, that line, and it's been a huge benefit for Coach Cooper because then he's able to get his other top two lines any matchup that they want. So that's been a luxury. Uh, but now that Montreal's won that all-important game for them to kind of push this to game five now tonight in Tampa – Although Tampa certainly outplayed Montreal last game, although Montreal scored in overtime and won, mm-hmm. I think it kind of changes the dynamic a little bit. And it doesn't change the dynamic for me with Tampa, per se, because they are battle-tested, they are the defending Stanley Cup champ, but it shifts the, the, the balance for me with Montreal. I want to see right off the hop, EJ Raddick and I are calling the game, doing play-by-play in color on the NHL's international feed. Nice. And right from when these when these two teams come out, but my radar is going to be on Montreal. Do they come out passive? Are they tentative the way they were games one through three? Or are they going to take some of what they did, some of the good things that they did last game and in game four, and bring that to the party right from the outset here of Game 5. So That's what I'm looking to see. Yeah, so how much is that? Is is it just coming in and playing loose? Like, you've got nothing to lose. Like, there, there's just an attitude when you're playing tight. You can see mm-hmm. it, and a team like the Lightning can just take advantage of that because, like Jay said, they're just all over you. They're, they're, I don't know if they've just got better skill guys or whatnot. You said the third line. And and the third line to me is like in, in college football or football where the, the offensive line just imposes their will on you and then they can do whatever they want. So it's almost demoralizing. Totally. Demoralizing that way. But, you know, if if the Canadians come out and start playing loose and having fun... And maybe take a page out of the Islanders book and muck it up a little bit, make it harder for Tampa Bay to do... Yeah, do we respect what the Islanders did to take Tampa to seven games in the series before a little bit more after seeing this performance? performance in the finals i do I, I totally listen i played for the great lou lamorello yep. the architect of the devils in their in their reign during their reign of course the architect now the islanders you see what the islanders have done mm-hmm. these last three years under lou and and barry trotz and yep. i i give them a lot of credit absolutely because a lot of the way lou runs that organization 
it's old school Italian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's old school Italiano. And yeah. I told you, with me coming uh, from Caribbean parentage by way of Barbados, it's very similar for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be on your P's and Q's. Be a pro. Be team first. Be professional. Come and show up every day. Attention to detail. And those things have really made, if you look at the rosters between the Islanders and Tampa prior to this round, you see some disparity there and more superstar power, obviously, in Tampa. But right. because those values are in place for the Islanders, it made it a really close series. But I love your point, though, about Montreal. I felt, again, from the outset of game one, when they skated out, they looked jittery to me. Mm-hmm. They looked really jittery. They looked tentative. They, they certainly didn't look self-assured. They didn't have that level of confidence in their decision-making, their positioning, everything. They just looked rigid. And last game in Game 4, it was so critical for them to score first, of course, on home ice up in Montreal. But as the game went along, you could see them loosen up to your point. You could see a little more fluidity to their game, and and that certainly proved to be a huge factor in them getting that victory. So for me here in Game 5, I want to see how they come out. They have to, in the dressing room, Shea Weber – as the elder statesman and the captain there, the unquestioned leader, right? he has to say, fellas, listen, let's come out, let's get to our game, let's be sharp, let's not give them anything, no unforced turnovers, let's have fun, let's live in this moment, let's go get this victory and push it back up to, uh, to Game 6 in Montreal. I mean, not to parallel the NBA Finals, which go on at the same time as the NHL mm-hmm. Finals every year, but you looked at what Phoenix was doing yesterday to Milwaukee, and mm-hmm. they were forcing Milwaukee to react to everything. To play their game. It didn't feel like Milwaukee was imposing their game on Phoenix. And, and that's what we're talking about here is like maybe 100%. Montreal can force. Well, first of all, Tam- Montreal somehow pulls off, you know, a miraculous win. And take it, take it back to Montreal for back Game to Montreal Six. For Game Six, how much can we blame the Tampa Bay Mayor? I know we've talked about it a lot. Totally. We just talk, right? This don't, woman, don't tell him to give him one game ever. Exactly. Like really? Yeah. Bull- like, come on, this is Champa Bay. <laughs> yes, it is Champa Bay. Bay. Don't. Or maybe we're gonna call it Tampa Bay after what TB12 did for the Bucks God, last please, year. Right. We go Tom Brady. Like, I don't know. That was a that was a rookie move. That was an inexperienced move on her part for sure. And you never want to add bulletin board, nope. chalkboard material for the opposition. You never want to do that, needlessly so. There was, that, that was a rookie. That was an unforced error. As I watch Wimbledon in the background here, That's the right. Roger Federer, the I other know. goat. That's right. The that other was an goat. unforced error. Right unforced there. error. So uh, how did you like the setup? of sort of, and I know, you know, there was some regionality set up, obviously, because of COVID and whatnot, oh. but how did you like the setup of the Canadian teams kind of playing each other and a, com- a Canadian champion emerging, so to speak? Obviously, yeah. Montreal had to beat Vegas to get here, but what did you think of that? It sort of gave them more of a shot to have somebody in it. I mean, it was the best chance that they could have had, and, and I'll say this as, as again, somebody, you know, born to Caribbean parents, raised in Canada and then living in the U.S. for 20 years. Yeah. Pretty fortunate to have three great countries mm-hmm. as a part of my story. But in saying that, I, I don't see a Canadian team getting to the final in, in any other way, to be honest with you. Right. And, and, and the challenge with that, there are multiple, but I'll say this. If you think in any U.S. market here that players, I mean, except for maybe college, mm-hmm. but even the Yankees here, the Knicks, anybody, like in any of, of the U.S. teams that I've played in, Nobody gets fetted like hockey players get fetted in Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm talking about I'm talking about 
two free Bentleys, a free roll. I know. This free is a- Beamers, Benzes, food, clothes, like everything. Beer for life. Beer, Beer for life. Labats for life. All right. So if you had to pick, we're gonna. You got like twenty seconds. Who's gonna win tonight? Who's gonna win tonight, Weeksy? I'm going Tampa three two tonight. Thank you guys. This has been a very active. Uh, you guys have been great on Twitter. Uh, Spider, will Spider Man or Iron Man be available for the parade if the Lightning claim the Stan Lee Cup? That's what they're saying. The Stan, Stan Lee, Lee Cup, Cup is what they, they think it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. We got a great last two hours coming your way. Oh um, my God! Can't wait. Uh, Robert Lucidich. We're going to talk about the match. We're going to. Is that good for golf? It, are the match and stuff like that? Is that good for golf? It shouldn't golf be enough. Like I will say, I watched one hole in the match where they each pull, got to pick one club, and then they only could use that club throughout All the, the way whole through. Hole. And I thought that was interesting. I so that's that cool. was a nice choice. That so was a nice let touch. these matches be things that you maybe it becomes a testing ground for what could actually maybe it becomes a testing ground for what though like. The Wednesday before a major, like all those fun like Agreed. things that you do, like Agreed. that would be early enjoyable. in the week of the Masters. John Rahm skipping a ball across into a hole in one, like the, seeing more of that. May, maybe seeing golfers have more fun, right? Let loose a little bit more. I liked it. I, I so enjoyed we'll, it. we'll talk about that with him. And then at the top of hour three, uh, the coach Rick Neuheisel from Full Ride. He does a fantastic show with our buddy Chris Childers, who will be on tomorrow on the show, but. Lots to talk about. NIL. NIL. College players finally going to get a little bit of what they deserve. Money for for the stuff they're doing, for the money they bring into the university or for their name likeness image. Obviously, the hope for some teams is that that will level the playing field, the expanded uh, college football playoff. Other people say it's just a chance for the teams that cheat to cheat harder. Yeah. Give them more ways to cheat. Well, who knows? And we'll sort of get into it and break it down with him. And we've got the Keith Hernandez take coming up later because Hernandez injured himself. He injured himself off the edge of a hot tub. That's all we're going to tell you, and it's an insane story. Off the edge of a hot tub. Which could be the name of his like the biography. Matt, the Matt Leinert story. I love <laughs> Matt Leinert so much. Fantastic. Off the edge of a hot tub. But first, as parents, this next story hit us both. Okay, it's. I'm going to say this. It's tough to be a sports dad right now, period, these period. days. It was tough back in the old days, but it is way tougher now. If your kid sucks... And or if the league is super low and the level is super low, it is boring as Mm -hmm, hell mm -hmm. to be there. Yep. You can't say that to your child. I will say it for you on the radio. They are boring games. Look, in some cases, you have to humor your child. Just to encourage them, to to keep them involved in something. You know they're not getting past this level right here. So you say, I love what you did out there. Great hustle. It's like when... We do this all the time with comedians when you want to tell someone a compliment without they're like, how was I? And you were like, you You were up there. Hey, man, you were doing your thing. You were doing your thing out there. That's the way to tell someone that they were. You look like you were having fun. Hey, uh, I'm glad you did your thing. So So then there's like ultra competitive. That's one. Then the other end of the spectrum is ultra competitive travel sports teams that Mm -hmm. feed into like AAU teams and okay yes those games are more highly entertaining Mm -hmm. those games resemble professional sports because there's passing usually there's acumen a lot of money changing hands right those games are straight up miserable for the parents I've watched it miserable there is so much pressure in these games oh my god Your, your kid's either the most important person on that court 
or you are all the other kids who are jealous of that kid and how much playing time and how much ball they're getting. There, there are no mellow, chill parents who just want their kids to have fun and make some friends and learn about competition in these travel AAU leagues. No, you have to be all in because it's taking all of your damn time. It's taking all of your money. It's like all the rage you have from everything in your life about now the world. All comes the out the world. into these, as a parent, comes out in these games. The, and this is why I still don't understand why dudes and people agree want to, to be, be referees. referees. You don't you ever do, in a youth in a youth sports travel league high level competition. You do not want to be a referee. There unless, is not enough money that you could pay me to even want to step on the court and do that. There's not enough money that Tim Donaghy could have to pay to, in order to pay to be an AAU referee or anybody surrounding it. But Rand, this is the problem. Okay, it's it's like the economic situation in the United States right now. It's there is no middle class. Mm -hmm. There is no mid range game yep. where kids are good but it's not their entire lives where the games are competitive and interesting but you don't have parents freaking out over every single call and every mm -hmm. single play and yelling mm -hmm. why their kid isn't playing in the game that, those games are more rare to find i'm not saying it's impossible to find those there probably are some decent rec leagues around but not not certainly when we played sports as kids like we were able to play sports as kids and nobody was dunking in seventh grade, I'll tell you that much. Right. Nobody. And we were decent. We weren't horrible. And we were on teams that were good and some players were better than us. We, we played like 30, 40 games a season, which is a decent amount. But you had seasons. Now, I swear to God, if you— Th Those leagues are gone. They're gone, and it's like if you have to you have to pick a sport— You pick it, and that's it. And then you do that all year round. You got to do the baseball league in the winter, and you got to do the baseball camps through the fall. It's cold Christmas. outside, so there's a whole indoor domed league. Right. And, and you're either at the bottom with your kids, you know, with kids on the court who pick up the ball and run around in a basketball game— <laughs> It's the worst. Or your the or your kid is really good, spends all his or her time playing a sport, and then they are literally the worst person on the team. Yeah, and they never, never see, see the court. Never see. And it. they practice all week, and you drive all the way to Yeninsville to take these guys to the games. And you, by the way, no kid goes into AAU to hold a clipboard. You you can't you can't make a hype video of you hyping up other players on your team. And also, no kid wants to like play five minutes a half. And still have to like run through the practices and get yelled at by the coaches and do the. They're twelve mm -hmm. kids who are twelve want to be in the game and playing and having fun. Now add to that fact that you're in these leagues, you're this level, and you play that well, and your dad is LeBron James. LeBron James, top three of all time, definitely top two. Top two, the goat for many. But if that's your dad, think about the extra pressure you have. I, th there are moments. When you like, when you watch this and you're like, man, I gotta give Jacob Dylan another look. He had some hits. Other, other musicians like him. They're willing to sit down and do a documentary about Laurel Canyon with him. They like the guy. Right. Let's relook at him. Like, no, he isn't Bob Dylan, but let's give him another look. So, okay, LeBron James, Bronny is playing AAU basketball now, and an announcer, an announcer again. How much money do you think this guy's getting paid? Nothing. He Nothing. Gets, he calls out there. He calls out Bronny and says that he's getting calls, getting all the calls in the game because, because his dad is LeBron, LeBron James. James. Because they're playing in the LeBron James, James arena. That's or right. Whatever. whatever so he, it's why wouldn't he get the calls? Because his dad is LeBron James. So then Le LeBron. By the way, should he be saying that on mic about anybody? 
No. Certainly not the guy who, who runs the building, mm-hmm. whose name is on the building. You don't who's do in that. The, who's in the arena. You don't do that. And he's there. Jacob Dylan got a record contract just because of Bob. Maybe, but let's not say that out loud. Don't say that at his, let's don't at his concert. Yeah, let's don't say that at the four, uh, at the Horde Festival. Let's not make a point to say that at his tiny desk concert for NPR. Thank you. We don't need to do that. No. So LeBron, being a dad, steps in. And I kind of like that he did it. I, I, know, do like I know he got a lot of heat for he that. He got a lot of heat. He's always going to get heat. But he he calmly stepped across and 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 scolded this dumb announcer. My but, question is, did he step in? He didn't step in one, not one, not two, not three, not, not two, four, not three, not, not five, four, not six, not, five, not seven, not six, not seven. He, he stepped in a lot. He stepped up a lot. Hey, hey man, he's gonna step in once. He's not gonna just step in once. But imagine the embarrassment. I said this about Obama. You you may have not liked Obama. You may have hated Obama. But that dude was president with teenage daughters. I have, no one talks about that accomplishment. I have teenage daughters right now. Like you, you could have saved the world from a nuclear holocaust, and you walk in to your daughter, you teenage of- daughter's room, and walk in and be like, "Hey, dinner's in like five. God damn, no! Get off my back! You suck!" And you're like, "Shut up!" I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go back to killing Bin Laden. God damn, I'm on the phone. It's like, yeah. It's, Honey, I, I will drive you to the mall after I give the word to SEAL Team 6. Yeah, exactly. I'll get you there. We It, it closes in two hours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, teenage kids. So LeBron has a teenager. That's he steps right. up in front of this thing. No like, matter how famous you are, you're an embarrassment to your teenage son. I dropped my 16-year-old daughter off at summer camp yesterday. She loves us. She thinks that what we do is cool. She thinks I'm funny. What we do is cool. She's she enjoys, We're not cool, but what we do is cool. She, but she enjoys me as a human being. I accidentally parked in the wrong spot and w- had to walk her luggage down to the spot where we were supposed to drop it off. And I just politely asked the person and sitting at the under the tent, where do I put her duffel bag? And my daughter, who loves me, loves me, turned to me and was like, Will you stop making a scene? Yeah, like you- under her breath, will I stop making a scene? Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to just throw this on the ground and let that person drive over your le- No. I I the business has to get done. It just your your bag isn't just gonna appear over on the thing. You should be carrying it, number one. But I'm carrying it for you because I'm a nice person. So as parents, no matter how famous you are, no matter how great you are, no you're matter if your name's on the dad. building, you're a dumb dad. You're a dumb dad to doing a dumb things. Kid. So yeah, so he knew what he was getting into when he walked over to that announcer. LeBronny doesn't want any part of this. He doesn't want you walking over and saying to the thing, "Hey, can you stop?" Even if it's true, what do you gain by saying it out loud? Pull that guy aside later and be like, "You're never working here again." They, and this is where I don't understand why the announcer was saying any of this stuff. Was talking trash. This, yeah, I don't get Why that. is he doing that in this building? It's like when someone, it's like when Snoop and Eminem talking about people like talking, stepping to them. It's like, who's stepping to them anymore? Who steps to Eminem? Why? He's going to, he has a mouthpiece to destroy you. Same with LeBron. This is his building. Mm-hmm. He can make sure you're not announcing any more games. He's going to come out looking better than you on this one. And he showed a tremendous amount of restraint. Did he not, Jay? It, it, let me say this. In a rec league game. I watched a kid punch my kid in the chest. Now, they had been jawing each other all game. And I stepped out from the coach's box, two steps onto the court, and I yelled, no, to this kid. Embarrassed him, shamed him. Mm -hmm. I was like, you will not. 
I yelled. Mm-hmm. Like he was your no! kid. You will not. You I will said not. to this little You will not. Punk, you didn't even have to finish that sentence. This you will tiny not. little Bryson garbage kid, right? Uh-huh. And his, garbage. his Ukrainian dad comes down from the stands mm-hmm. and wants to fight me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like there's people holding him back. How dare you discipline the kid that I won't discipline? Well, I said that. I said that out loud. Sorry. I mean, I waited till he was like fully restrained because I knew he was going to like. You waited till eight people were holding him back. Ukrainian dude doesn't care. He this guy does care. not care. Yeah, like he maybe def- had like rocks in his pocket. I don't <laughs> know. Put a thumb in someone's so, throat. So he came down and I and I was and he was like, "You, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, sorry, I was disciplining your kid because I know no one else is." What? That got bad. Me, me, me. That made it worse. But that. Thank the, you. The dad in you steps up, and mm-hmm. LeBron was not going as nuts as I was. No. He you walked went, you over. Went, walked over. Calmly told the dude to stop, stop. then walked back to his seat. Look, if if it was J.R. Smith's kid oh, that was getting it. clowned, he would have taken his shirt off. Probably thrown his cell phone into a construction site. And then he would have gone after the guy. I'm sure. He doesn't have the restraint. LeBron it, showed tremendous restraint. If it was Paul George, he would have thrown a basketball and clanked it off the rim. There you go. And missed. Calmly walked over and said, stop it. And yeah. that was it. If it was Kawhi's kid, Kawhi would have walked over and then decided he couldn't confront the day the guy because he was on load management. He was his day. <laughs> yeah, you can't confront. There are certain days where Kawhi can confront someone over what's going on with his kid and then other days where he has to rest. If it was Pat Beverly, he would have pushed the guy in the back and then apologized to him on Instagram. LeBron didn't do that. And punked him. Showing him how he flailed as he at the if announcer's it, table. If it was Kyrie's kid, he would have pushed him off the edge of the damn earth. That's right. But LeBron didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He showed restraint. Mm-hmm. He could have let out all his frustrations from this season on yep. this dude. You out in the first round. You do you really want a, an out in the first round? LeBron talking to you about talking smack about your own kid? No, you don't. He's got a lot of pent up frustration. He could he could have lashed out about future bad reviews for Space Jam too, which they're all going to be negative. Not one of them is going to be like, "Thank God they brought that back." Nobody. Hey, may, maybe this is a promotional stunt for for Space Jam. I would love it. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, Guerrilla marketing. You know, you know the the marketing you put it out there, and it's like, hey, did they pay for this marketing? No. Hey, this was a stunt that was done on a billboard somewhere. We're like, who paid for that? Uh, nobody. Nobody paid this for that. This was a stunt for Space Jam. So maybe you, you, I never know how movies are being promoted these days. Like someone could come up and punch you in the face and be like, "Wait, there's a new Marvel movie coming out." So that's I, what I'm. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of fighting in it. Okay. I know LeBron, the public figure, got heat for doing what he did. I'm gonna say LeBron, the dad, showed a ton of restraint. I love what LeBron did because as a dad who know, like I think LeBron thought he was gonna get more grief for his, from his son for speaking up for his son. And they lost, too, by the way. His team lost. It's not like he rigged the game. Do you think LeBron plays long enough so that Bronny gets on the Lakers? I don't know if LeBron— I don't know if Bronny's going to make the Lakers. I don't know if he's a—I don't know how high of a prospect What if LeBron pulls all the strings to get Bronny drafted by the Lakers, even as an, if he's an undrafted free agent, gets him on there? Do you think the, the kid LeBron, Bronny, will be like, God, Dad, let me don't, do it by let, myself. Don't get me drafted on the Lakers. God! Good night now!